So this morning I want to say some words about the importance of prayer in Lent. That prayer is one of the three remedies for sin given to us in this season, prayer, fasting and almsgiving. Now we think more generally, um, Lent, when we go into the desert with Jesus, as he went in for 40 days, Lent is our, our means towards Easter. Lent is what we go into so that at Easter, the, to use the, words of, the phrase of Scripture, the new man might be manifest, the old man of sin having been put to death. So Lent's therefore about a transformation, a change in us. But there's a risk whenever we think about changing ourselves, and the risk is that we make it about willpower, about my decisions. I see that this isn't right in me and I'm going to change. I decide I'm going to change. But that might, that might make our fasting like dieting. You know, dieting's a good thing to do, but it's not a Christian thing necessarily to be doing. Whereas the transformation we're seeking in this season isn't about my willpower, but rather about enabling him to become active in me. And that needs, therefore, prayer, needs me to be in contact with him. Now, we live in a world where there, there isn't much prayer. We live in a busy, noisy world, a world full of distractions these days, whether it's the television or your mobile phone or whatever else, that ping, 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 endless distractions. And there are all kinds of Studies and reports and concerns raised even at the level of the physical brain about what this is doing to us with these endless distractions. That there isn't peace. But if we want inner peace, then it's not enough to try and remove the causes of the noise. Rather, we need to seek that one thing that gives peace. To look beyond to that thing which gives peace, to look beyond to that person who gives peace. That prayer, as I'm sure many of us remember, the definition of prayer is the raising of the heart and mind to God. That to gaze upon him transforms us. And we know this simply at a human level. Lots of things we can look at, the looking at them has an effect on us. If you go on holiday to somewhere beautiful in the mountains and you go up on the mountaintop and you gaze at a beautiful vista, the sight of those mountains and ranges has an effect on you. If you go down to Hengsbury Head and gaze out at the sea, whether it's beautifully calm or whether it's roiling in a storm, the sight of the sea has an effect on us. Well, fixing our gaze upon God does so even more. It orients us back towards our origin, towards the one we come from and towards whom we should be seeking to go back. And what prayer gives us isn't just a stillness, isn't just an emptiness. 
It's not about the absence of something. Rather, prayer gives us the presence, the one thing necessary, as Jesus calls himself. And if we have that one thing necessary, then we have true peace. The prayer is about encountering the Lord, being with the Lord. And the transformation we seek in Lent does depend on this prayer with him. So we need to give him the time in a particular way in this season. We need to give him quality in our prayer in this season. You know, if all we're giving God in prayer is random moments, then we're not giving him quality. We need to put aside quality time for him, especially in this season. And of course, regularity too. To have a plan, a schedule, a a pattern by which I regularly am praying. I want, in particular, to commend to you the practice of coming to the Lord in the tabernacle. It's a, a wonderful thing for me as, as your priest over the last, what, three and a half years now, that often I come in here during the week at random moments and I see, in a sense, random parishioners in here alone before the Lord. That the Lord is here in the tabernacle. Our Eucharistic Lord, the, he's here in the Blessed Sacrament whenever we come to him. So building a routine in your week where you drop into the church to come to him, Building a routine in your week so whether you're going to Sainsbury's or Lidl or Tesco, that you plan into that routine, that you're going to stop in the church and have a moment here with the Lord. It's a, it's a precious thing to be with him. And if I can particularly commend to you this Friday, Saturday night, we're having again this 24 hours adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. This is something Pope Francis started a few years ago as a worldwide thing on the third Sunday of Lent. And so that the Lord then will not just be in the tabernacle, but he'll be exposed on the altar for us to see him, to gaze upon him. And although he, in that context, he looks like bread, it is him. And the eyes of our faith can look upon him here before us. You know, a final word about prayer in Lent. Um, in Lent, it can be hard to carry our crosses, our Lenten crosses, the extra things we're doing in this season. It can, you know, if we're carrying our cross alone, it can feel pretty miserable. In fact, it, it is miserable to carry your cross alone. You know, it's been 11 days now since I had some chocolate. 11 days since I had a shot of whiskey. Um, and I am counting. Um, it's hard to do it alone. But when we do it with him, when we do it as part of our prayer, then each time I remind myself, oh, I'm not having chocolate, that becomes a moment when I'm united to the Lord. It becomes a, a precious moment with him. It becomes, therefore, a moment of joy 
spiritual joy, even while it's a denial of a physical pleasure. So, back to our Gospel text. Peter, James and John, they, on the mountaintop, they gazed upon the Lord. He was there in glory before them. Peter, James and John had a precious moment of prayer given to them there on the mountaintop, given to them to sustain them through the horror of the crucifixion that lay ahead. And prayer for us in Lent is part of that triple package, prayer, fasting and almsgiving that transforms us in this season to let us, too, let us gaze upon the Lord.